I at least have for the people who attacked, but I'd like to hit up the offices of um, Tovet, because they're right next to Elena's, if mm -hmm. I remember correctly. The numbers are gone, but I, I feel like that's around Well, you can still see the numbers in your handouts, remember? Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Uh, let me see. Yeah, so Elena's is 32. That's right. And then Tovet's is like 36. Um, 7 or 8? 37. 37. Yes. So that's really close by. I could easily do it. Um, but both um, the foreign offices is a huge thing. And I think it would be super weird if I were to go that way. Fair enough. Because Ellen is off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends on if there are checkpoints over there, but I would imagine there are. From what you've seen, most of the places where corridors intersect. So, for example, also from Elena's um, office towards to uh, Tovet's office. Also, there's a guard standing like in the central hallway before both yeah. corridors, just kind of keeping watch, making sure you know that people are. If, pa if people are passing through, that he sees who it is and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And do they keep eyes on the corridors themselves? They do seem to be briefly checking them sometimes, but they're overall, mm -hmm. at the moment, quite relaxed. So, okay. I will express this generally in the idea that you are currently at tension level 1 out of mm -hmm. 5. Mm -hmm. So, currently, they have no reason to be upset or worried but if you consecutively take actions that draw ire or attention in any way it will stack up until you reach the next tension level and that will have consequences for the way that people are behaving throughout the solidariat okay cool um, well I, I am cool <laughs> um are we at john jack then Yes, let's go to Jean-Jacques. So, Jean-Jacques, uh, you are... Jean-Jacques, you also mentioned the core thing that you wanted to check with Kevin. Ah, yeah. Oh, right. So, Kevin, I would like to give my player, my once-per-level player inspiration to Carlos. Okay. Very for cool. The, my friend is demented. <laughs> Play. Very strong choice. Okay, very good. So, Carlos, you gained Thanks. an additional point of inspiration. It's been cumulative so far in many, many great moments. But I think it's a proper send-off for our friend here. Yeah. <laughs> it is very cool, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so um, with that point inspiration given, uh, Jean-Jacques, you are currently walking with Vanity in tow, and you make it pretty much without issue to, um, to Elena's office. You also find that it is relatively easily unlocked. Um, you know, the heavy security detail here plus the fact that there's not a lot of sensitive information just being left around lying in offices like that uh, means that there's not that much security preventing you from actually entering individual spaces it's more entering the place as a whole okay. so um inside you do indeed find tucked right around the corner the great satchel the haversack uh, in which all of your items are stored at the moment I just look at the huge-ass thing that we brought in and I fuck me, there's no way to get this out. It, it's pretty big. You could theoretically still carry it on your back. It would just not completely not mesh with your outfit. Yeah, it would just be, I think, super weird as well for me to just carry it around. 
the fucking place. So I'll, I'll kneel down and go into it to retrieve my poison. But as I'm doing so, I'll look towards Vanity over, over my shoulder and be like, um, so how have you been doing since you came back? I noticed that you had, because you think you said this, I did notice you had a limp. Is everything all right with you? She uh, she has indeed been leaning more heavily on you, uh, which I probably should have noticed earlier or mentioned earlier. But she has been. Uh, you mentioned leaning... the last session, so yeah, yeah. No, but she has been leaning more heavily on you. Uh, but that has also been the main way that she's disguised it so far. But she does indeed have have a slight limp, um, and she just furrows her brow. She says, uh, "I simply fell. Um, pay it no mind. I was uh, I was being clumsy. I'm a little bit drunk, but." Um, that is what friends are for, right? Not the friends that you want me to stay away from, but uh, just my friends. Okay. On the other front, I, I, uh, I have no news. They, uh, they are pretending that I do not exist. Well, I can imagine it's been somewhat inconvenient for them to explain to themselves how you reappeared while the rest have been... Like he kind of remembers back to the bodies flying apart due to his lightning. Yeah. So, well, you know what happened. Um, do I get a sense that she's telling the truth? By Feel free I to make an inside check. Um, but you do get the sense that she's very nervous at the moment. Like, you know, she's been hiding it well, but here you can see the cracks really forming uh, where yeah. her performance is kind of coming to an end. Um, inside 19. Okay. Um, probably not telling the truth about how she got hurt. But, yeah, the, the shame is real. Um, mm. But yeah, the way that she got hurt doesn't necessarily ring true in your ears. Kind of give her a, a long, appraising look. And they say, um, you know, you're quite good at this. This pretending bit did very well. I would say I'm proud of you, which I am, but I feel like that might be a tiny bit inappropriate because we don't really know each other. And, but uh, not a tiny bit patronizing, perhaps. But and you know, you can see she's kind of biting back just just to kind yeah. of take the edge off. Um, yeah. She takes a deep breath. Um, I apologize, but are, are, are we done here soon? I, I presume this is what you came for? This bag? Yes, it is. Uh, well, we are almost done. I have a question. Do you know much about these intersections and the protections placed upon them? Or anything at all? Do you know what is the nature of the protection? Um, Will any magic, let's say, be removed if one were to walk through? No, that that should only be the special protections that they have added around the equinical grounds properly. Mm. It is always on the on the outside usually, so that people simply cannot get in. It is very expensive to uh, to maintain these protections. So, as far as I understand, they they only maintain them in in the places where it is most strategically viable. Of course, and. If I remember correctly, she used to work. She works in the is it in the tax industry? No, she tax works in the. Um, let me check here. 
Uh, funnily enough, she probably... No, no, she works in the Foreign Affairs Office. She also works in the Foreign, foreign Affairs, affairs. Office. Yeah. Um, okay. She is a... Uh, she's a clerk there. Right. Right, 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 right. Foreign Affairs Office. Yeah, that'd be I'll ask memory. her then... <laughs> I'll ask her then... Oh, I see. Do you have an actual question about your place of work? Do you know... Vista Nandorius Nandor. Sorry. That. <laughs> Why would you do that? Um, Vista. Vista's a bit of a prick. Why? I don't... Well, I have reason to believe she, they might be she. They might be connected with um, an event that I'm investigating. Okay. As, um, it's a she, correct? Uh, let me check. I feel like Vista would be... Oh, we can use they, it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, it's um, they, because it's a Genasi, I believe. Oh, okay, so... Alright, yeah. so... <clears throat> have they been acting differently as of late? Perhaps boasting about things they've done, or has their station improved suddenly and without much reason? That's a natural one on the history check. Um, oh. <laughs> she kind of thinks for a moment and she folds her arms. She starts looking roughly in the direction where, you know, the foreign office would be if, you know, you could look through walls. I, I, I cannot remember. I, I think so. Um, there are definitely... I, I remember Vista has been getting more has been getting gifts as of late but mm. i thought perhaps a lover or a close friend interesting i don't know that that is the only thing that comes to mind right and working here you know it intimately would it be strange if you were to for example right now take me to the foreign offices and to show me around as uh an interested party in your life um well, it is where I work, so I could, I could get away with it, with a giggle and a laugh, I suppose. But I am a bit at the end of my rope here, and I'm not so good on my feet yet, beyond the superficial. So, I would, we would need to avoid being questioned too much. Um, otherwise, it would. I am there too. Then yes, I think I could. To help. All right, because I am very much interested in this vista, and I think. It is more natural to do it that way than if I were to use other means. But this will be the end of the favor that I'm yes, providing. Yes, this would be the end. Okay, okay, let's go. Um, All right. Well, before we leave, sure. And I'll go. I'll grab my Bloodwell vial necklace. Mm -hmm. I'll put that on. Put it under my cloak so that it's very. Now, my Archmage's robes. Mm -hmm. They're very fancy, right? They're very fancy, yes. Would it be weird, like, remembering back to the party, would I stand out if I were to wear them, or are there other people in similar attire? You would not stand out wearing them, but the change of clothes might be noticed. Would, yes, that's what I'm I'm debating yeah. on, whether or not that would be... Yeah, a... that, but that's a that's a judgment call that, that Jean-Jacques has right. to make. So what else do we have? Because I just don't know everybody's list from the top of my head. I know I put those in... I put my blood well vial and I put the poison in. Is there, Barnack? You put the blood oath bow. The oath, I, yeah. You you can't. can't 
mistake. Yeah, I have that. the armor. I have the armor, the sword, and the dagger. You want the rapier. And the rapier is also pretty big. All things considered. Mm -hmm. ah, I just put in there for peer pressure. I mean, really, yeah. there's no way I'm going to get away with using those. Yeah, those yeah, yeah. So, nothing much to... Well, we actually do keep our party gold in there, I would imagine, at least. Or we do we no, have you guys specifically back? left that, right? You didn't right, want it we to did. potentially be lost. We left it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I won't. I I will look at it forlornly mm -hmm. and be like, I hate leaving this there. But I will try to find. Maybe I will put it behind the desk of uh, Elena's desk or something, so that. When she inevitably comes and finds it in the morning, <laughs> it's not right. I mean, we'll see whether or not I'll take it out at the later stage. Okay. But then I'll look at. Um, All right. Um, so you hide uh, the satchel, um, and I presume then you start making your way along with um, Vanity towards yes, to the foreign uh, the for foreign office. Okay. Um, in the meantime, uh, since Kor and Barnak, you you two are the ones that are furthest away from all this action, you know, in the restricted areas. Um, what are you two up to as you're near Lord Fennec at this point? Um, we're gonna talk to him, right? Yeah, we're okay. going to talk to him first. You can see he's looking a little concerned as the two of you appear and the other one disappears. Uh, who disappeared though? Was it Grudek? The, the lady. The, the ah no, the lady. Right, 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 right. Sorry, right. Um, Lord Storm. Oh, uh, yeah. Why looking so worried? Um, you only asked a question, but could you roll a persuasion check? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Persuasion By the way, Kevin. Yes. Uh, Eleven. I don't know if, if if we said that, but I got another inspiration. Yes, you did. No, I was not the one with the lowest inspiration count. I'm no. sorry. Oh, lowest, I had, sorry. Like, yeah. The, <laughs> I thought highest. Yeah. I read highest. That's why I said turn off. No, uh, <laughs> no yeah. I'm not going to read again. Apologies, uh, space boy. All right. What was your insight or your persuasion? Eleven. Eleven. He bites his tongue. And he says, um, it's, it's nothing to worry about, just uh, potentially a little bit of bad news. Um, have you been able to find out anything in the meantime about our contract? Well, possibly, but what what's bad news? Oh, it's nothing to concern you yourselves can, with. You can, you can tell us, though, if it's... It's politics, Barnack. I, I would love to, uh, to tell you all my woes, but... We don't have all night, and frankly, most of no, them you cannot but, help me with. But Seems we'll... the lady didn't like me. But... Well, I mean, you are here to protect me, potentially, from her, right? So maybe that's yes. because she doesn't like seeing that I have protection. And for my, for my lady wife as well. Where is your lady wife? She's, like, sitting next to him. Aha, uh -huh. no, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right like, she, she's there, she's there. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, well, we will continue our investigation, but we wanted to ask you, did you talk with Philip Grundig tonight at all? Uh, Philip? No, no, I have not spoken to Philip not tonight. Yet. Okay. 
Okay, just curious. Um, yeah, we will continue our investigation then. Um, and if you do get any anything that you would like to share with us, please do so. It helps with investigation. I, helps I knowing everything. I will. I will. Okay. Good. Um. Well, see you later, Lord Storm. Then. Very quickly, hopefully. He nods his head and just lets you go. Um, seems quite eager to, to see you go at this point. Or, I, I, I don't think I, I... I don't think anyone likes us in this party. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, Why wouldn't they like us? Everyone just keeps looking at you and, and me and us. What? What? Should we just get drunk? I've been waiting all night for you to say that, right now. But I, I promised Jean-Jacques that we were going to do the thing with, with Lord Storm. And we also have some other people to investigate. Although, as I said, <laughs> nothing to... <sighs> You're right. Ah, drinking also feels really good, though. Maybe just a little bit to loosen up. Maybe just a little bit to loosen up. That's, I like that course. Let's go get to the bar and let's loosen up just a bit just a with some bit. scotch. We'll get, we'll get some dwarven scotch if they have it. Okay. As you guys are walking to the bar and talking, uh, you notice two of the Solidarity guards very discreetly following you along the wall. Okay. Turn off. They're, Sorry. They're following us, Corp. Alright, so as you guys get go get your drink, Turnock, what are you doing? Uh, well, so... <clears throat> now, what I want to do... Is to actually... Uh, get out... I, I was here, right? Mm -hmm. ping, something like this. Uh, so... I, I want to check out how security on Casimir's crown at this moment and what's going on right there, but I'll try to go... I'll try to go stealthily. Okay. And see how that goes. Go ahead and make your stealth check. You are not wearing heavy armor, so you don't have disadvantage, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Please. Eleven. Okay. You go forward, and you definitely know that you've caught the attention of two guardsmen in the other direction, towards the ingress, towards Solidarity Hall. Um, mm -hmm. There are two, two soldiers standing on guard there um, who are just kind of watching you go. Um, but as you look towards Casimir's crown, it's empty. Very notably empty. There's no one there. Yeah. So I approach. And, you know, as I get to the corner there, uh, looking towards the pensionary's court, I kind of, you know, glance through it, see if there's anyone there. How's the activity? How's the movement in there? In this corridor here? Um... Uh, yeah, can you ping it? Okay, okay. Um, yeah. That that place is pretty much deserted as well. Seems yeah. uh, so. You know, empty. I just slip through the. Okay. Go ahead and move, the move your token to roughly where you want to be. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I forgot we had yeah, that. Let me, uh, let me move you guys over to the combat map just so you know for this purpose we can. Uh, oh, just just for that purpose, you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. no, because it's not a combat map. It's just the map of the Solidariat. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was right here. Then I checked this corner. There's nothing there. 
then I get closer to the door and you know I confirm my suspicions because I couldn't see right I just yeah. could see this one line I confirm my suspicions that if the the Casimir's crown is really empty yeah it is indeed completely deserted notably deserted so uh, just out of curiosity and because I think I <laughs> I missed the briefing what are the yellow circles uh, the yellow circles are the places that uh, Elena outlined for you as being the places uh -huh. where you need to look for the offices. Yeah. yeah, not my priority, not my business. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah. So my first, you know, um, <clears throat> yeah, so my first reaction is to actually go, I I'm, I'm going in and I'm going to stay close to the walls. You know, okay. just out of precaution. I'm not going to, you know, straight across the, the center of Casimir's crown. Because if somebody gets in, I want to have an opportunity at least to try something. All right. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go here. And I'm going to look this corridor here, see how's the activity. Uh, you see a single guard on, on watch in the other uh, sort of square uh, intersection. But he's mm -hmm. not currently looking in your direction. Uh, but he's currently just standing guard there. Um, before but, we continue, but... sorry. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, before we continue, Jean-Jacques, as you and Vanity are leaving the offices and moving upwards, in tandem with Turnock and where he is now, before you actually enter into the next corridor, in fact, you're quite a ways back still, you see two figures flanking a third who seems more important, and you recognize the Marquis Falkenhaus. Moving westward. Yes, you see him. Moving westward within the Solidariat. And westward which is why as in... Westward as in past the Ministry like of there? Information. No, no, no. Up, up, up. Ah, Sorry. I should so have said. Past the Ministry of Information, yeah. Alright. So this and is where Turnock will see him soon as well. Okay, so I haven't seen Turnock yet. No, no, you haven't seen Turnock at all. Like, you guys are moving okay. up, right? You're going towards the office uh, where Vanity works. So you're actually moving in that direction and you just stop to not attract attention and you see the Marquis moving past you. Um, and then you can decide if you want to follow them. At the same time, turn knock, you hear footsteps coming from the north of you, which in this completely empty space, you realize there's not even chatter outside of what you hear from very far away. Um, you also hear footsteps of several people and just peeking up to out of Casimir's crown, you see also the Marquis Falcon House walking past mm -hmm. you. Yeah, so, you know, I just give a, a step forward. Okay. And I, uh, I'm, you know, currently hiding uh, here, you know, just mm -hmm. uh, outside of Casimir's crown. Okay. That is very possible. Um, you are closest to the office of Tovet Karen, if you wanted to, uh, to investigate that. Yeah, but I keep... Am I able to slip past the guard? Well, he's not, like, looking in your direction. In fact, he seems to be mainly looking in the other three directions because, seemingly, he is expecting there to be somebody else in Casimir's crown watching that place. So this is mm -hmm. the one place, like, where you're coming from that he's not actually looking. Yeah. Well, so... But but I heard Falcon House just yep. getting into Casimir's crown, right? Or yep. no? No, no, not yeah, into Casimir's so... crown. He's up here. Look, I'll, I'll place the token. Uh... Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so I'll, I will investigate. Yes. Since I'm here and I haven't located okay. him yet. So. 
Alright, so you go there, and uh, in the meantime, Vanity and Jean-Jacques, you get to the northern corridor. Do you decide yeah. to go left, or <clears throat> for the office after all? So what we know of this this meeting happening, what Turnock and K.O. have told us, is that mm -hmm. representatives from the uh, Ostorzian court are meeting with somebody from the Republic regarding the crown and the heir, right? Regarding the heir. The crown is not actually mentioned in this context. Okay, that's what I'm trying to, to figure out. Yeah. So it's yeah. regarding the, the heir has appeared somewhere or something. That's what we know. Yeah, yeah and, and the, the story that I told is that, you know, it's most likely, you know, not a, an heir that came out of nothing, you know, that right. most likely not an heir or something Hold on, like out that. Out of thin air? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> Come on, come but, on! Uh, it was like right there. <laughs> and yeah, and and the crown. The thing is, this meeting specifically is not related to the crown itself. But I know that the marquee is in possession of the crown. Of the crown, that is right. Yeah, right. that's it. And I told you guys about that. Yeah. So we come to this intersection and I turn to vanity and I say um, you know what I think you've done enough and I plan on taking a detour so if you wish to leave I understand um, I would just urge you to wait a little bit and then go back towards the party let's see <clears throat> It's a natural one on courage. Um, she she pauses for a moment and you can see a visual, uh, visible relief wash over her. Um, and she extricates herself from your arm and just kind of steps away. <sighs> yes, please. Thank you. Um, As she luck. turns to leave mm -hmm. and says that, I'll just say one more thing, Vanity. If you ever get in trouble to the extent that you fear for your life, don't be afraid to look out, look for me. I've been known to provide opportunities for those that were in such circumstances, and um, just don't be afraid to look out, look for me. All right. Oh, okay. She just kind of hesitates and then begins walking back. You know, getting a little more confidence in her gait as she walks. Um, but not saying goodbye, you know, not any thank yous either. She just goes. Um, but nods to himself, then adopts a pose of a person that is right where they intend to be, and there is no doubt about them needing to be there, and then walks after the marquee. Okay. Stealthily, as much as possible while All they're right. taking that. So go ahead and roll a stealth roll, but with your... Well, it, are you proficient in stealth is my question first. I am. Okay, so roll a charisma check and add your proficiency bonus. So essentially just my persuasion check. Could be, yes. But it's your social stealth, let's say. Yes. Okay. 25. Ooh. Okay. He with... owns this place. <laughs> yeah, with that, you definitely you walk around as if you're you're the king of Postizia at the moment. This is my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the middle of your street? Okay. Um, 
but uh, yeah, you you enter into the corridor and you begin to walk after the Marquis um, Turnock. You've entered Tovet Karin's office, and um, I should say Karin is the intended pronunciation. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, go ahead and make an investigation check if you like. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going through his desk. You know, I just go through the shelves. I'm, I'm guessing there's some books. You know, I'm just checking the place out, mm-hmm. see if anything stands out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm gonna use <laughs> my infinite inspiration. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna up the price on that for the next sessions. Yeah, yeah. People are hanging out in our chat too much. These crazy yeah. people. No more viewers allowed. <laughs> <laughs> 17. 17, 17 okay. Yeah. Um, with a 17 on your investigation check, um, you start to go through um, most of the office, and you find that there is horrifyingly little interesting information there. Uh, in fact, it mm. seems just to be a government functionary. Um, you do find in Tovet Karin's, uh, Karin's desk a signed order of which she seems to have been drafting several um, by all the members of what you know from your information from Lord Fennec to be a signed order of the Budget Appropriation Committee allocating additional funds to the Minutemen Irregulars which are a new um, army unit in service to the Republic seemingly with the intent of getting them ready for combat within six months as well as additional money being spent on mercenary groups which are immediately being deployed to forts in the north of the Republic in the wastelands. In addition to that, among these papers, you also find a single handwritten note which is not in the handwriting of Tovet, who, who, you know, you can recognize her handwriting by most of the papers here, but that note says, intelligence has confirmed an action is needed information's already writing press releases expected first contact in three months this is a note in her this desk is a note just literally ripped off a piece of paper and someone scribbled this on um on i there. take it so the note I, w- I will also actually share it in our chat here but uh <clears throat> this is what it says Am I able? I, I don't know. I'm going to try. <laughs> it's that I want Turnock to memorize this, but okay. if it, it requires Bruno to memorize this, it won't happen. So, what do I need to do? Um, like, I mean, honestly, you can make an intelligence check, or you could literally just try to find an unused piece of paper. You know, you know, there, there's plenty. This is a clerk's office. Um, no, you can I just don't find another. Waste piece of paper i, I really don't again. want to spend a lot of time in here so well, that would be the fastest literally just grabbing another piece and writing it down again mm. yeah so yeah so i'm going for that then. yeah so you can add a yeah. copied note from tovet karin's office to your inventory yeah. yeah and you know mental notes obviously on all of the other things that i've seen by the way you mentioned that i didn't find anything how's that imagine if this office was interesting <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, uh, this is, it's its not, you don't find anything relating to what you were looking uh, for, yeah. which was anything relating uh-huh. to Eleanor Sorton Brand or her mm-hmm. husband. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. just, be, just for my sake, Kevin, 
we heard about this allocation of funds once before, did we? You not? heard some rumors, indeed, that that this was happening, but this seems to be confirmation uh, okay. in that direction. And we heard it from the lady. Um, no, no, you didn't hear okay. it from any official source. Oh, okay. It was right. just something that was being whispered around, I think, in, um, in in the city itself. Ah, okay. So I'm going to rearrange everything like the best I can to, you know, uh, to be unnoticed that somebody messed around her notes, and uh, I'm going to leave now, and I'm going to. Try to head back to Casimir's crown. Okay. Could you just real quick make a history check for me? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Eight. <laughs> okay. You're fairly confident that you managed to put everything back the way that you remember it. Um, it's it's okay. roughly in that direction. Um. All right. So you emerge at this point, Jean Jacques. You've been. After, you know, in, in the five minutes, because Turnagan didn't take you long, right? You were being fast, you were going through everything as quickly as possible. Um, in those five minutes, Jean-Jacques, you did manage to kind of trail the Marquis. Uh, you notice that he kind of stopped here at an intersection for a bit, and you see that there was another set of guards uh, who were promptly sent away by him, somehow. Towards my direction or towards no, a different No, just generally direction? away. Um, Good. <laughs> you, 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 if they came in your direction, you managed to just kind of duck into a side yeah. door and and come out again. Um, after which, you notice that the marquee has headed over here, and from what you can tell, by the time that you get to this intersection and have a better look, um, he must have disappeared into the court of Elspeth. All right. As I get there, I'll take a deep breath. And from my pocket, I'll produce a platinum piece coin. And I'll look at the... I would imagine it's uh, one of Erethea uh, on one side and mm. then the emblem of the Republic on another. I'll toss it into the air, catch it, and put it on my, on my, on the back of my palm. Mm -hmm. And, like, tell me, what is it? The, is it heads or tails? Uh, let's find out. <clears throat> Wow, it landed askew. A d4. <laughs> um, that is tails. Tails. Alright. Give myself a mysterious smile and send a short prayer to Timora in my head. Okay. And using a sorcery point, I will cast invisibility on myself and proceed after the count. Okay, so this is what happens. You toss the coin and you catch it. You look at the result. Maybe think for a moment longer than you would have normally done, sending the prayer. And then you disappear. At the same time, Turnock, I assume you were heading in the western direction as well, right? You were going in the direction you saw the Marquis go. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't saw the Marquis, did I? You did, you did. You saw oh, him passing okay. past. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then yes, yes, okay. most definitely. So you emerge... Or you're about to emerge into the corridor here, where you see the outline of someone disappearing. You don't know for sure if it's Jean-Jacques, but you have a good impression that it's him. However, you have to pull back immediately, and Jean-Jacques, your heart almost stops, as coming out of the far end of the hall, emerging, is several of the Solidariat guards surrounding a man in quite fine clothing, kind of reddish hair, and behind them, walks the Lady Esme Bonneville. Right. 
Oh, oh, you disappeared, Yo, like, the God. second that they were stepping into the hallway. Yeah. Anticlimatic anti AF, I know, but give me one second. I really need to... My food's here. That's okay. Here, Kevin? From here or from here? From here, by the Ministry of Security. Ministry of Security. Yeah, okay. And the right-headed man, is that the Lord Bonneville? Uh, no, that is definitely not Lord Bonneville. In fact, he seems to be the one being escorted by these guards towards your location. Interesting. And Esme is there. Alone. With, I mean... Well, with, um, so with the three Solidariat guards, as well as a fourth man, also in very fine, heavy armor, um, but who seems to be of a more commanding nature among, uh, among a lot of them. <clears throat> you look again. And you barely notice in the back walks one tiny thief that is very familiar to you. One Arby walks beside Esme, chattering away quietly to her. Okay. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you do recall that Arby said that tonight he would be selling what he stole on his last heist. Yes, it's just interesting that it's to Esme of all people, apparently. But I'm getting an idea of who he stole. Or what he stole might have been a who he stole. So I'll try and... I'll wait for them to come to me. Okay. Uh, and try to trail them. All right. Um, Unless they... something super bad happens to me <laughs> when they arrive. No, that's okay. Because as they're heading in your direction, they actually stop about 70 or 80 feet away and turn towards the Court of Elsbeth as well, but approaching it from another side. There are obviously multiple entryways into this court. And... Um, they they are entering it from a different side. Okay. So seeing that I'll go towards the one which seems to be closer, which is the one where the marquee disappeared into. Yeah, that is correct. Okay. Um So at this point we'll need Turnock back, so I'm gonna quickly jump over to uh yeah. Well still let's Beckham, let's actually sorry. quickly jump to Core and Barnack, see what they are getting up to. Um, at the bar, being followed by two of the uh, of the Solidarity guards. What? I think we're being being followed. So, let me deal with this. Okay. You just get another scotch for me. Okay. And I'll turn around. And are those two guards still yep. kind of following us? They are definitely following you. Yeah. They're not I'll look... super secretive about it either. They're just yeah. kind of. I'll, I'll I'll look straight at them and approach them. Okay. And I'll order four drinks. <laughs> okay, not a problem. Um. So, yeah. uh, excuse me, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Do. Did I do any transgressions tonight? Not to our knowledge, sir. Why am I being followed, then, by two such 
important cards. The one that you're speaking to uh, kind of looks over at the other one, removes the helmet, and you see a, a, a relatively squat human um, looking at you, and he says, um, No particular reason, sir, but uh, it seems that someone higher up had, uh, had a tip that you might be in some danger. So we've been asked to keep an eye on you, just to make sure that everything goes according to proper etiquette and nothing goes wrong tonight. An ambassador being in danger. That is right. You do know who I am. I have understood that your name is Barnack Stoneheart and that you're a freelancer. And what else? I have understood that your name is Barnack Stoneheart and that you're a freelancer. Freelancer. So your higher-ups didn't tell you that I'm also an ambassador here on official business. He just stares at you. Yeah. Who is your um, higher-up, if I may ask? Because, as we know, I'm here drinking with an acquaintance, and you do see that I am in no danger. Sir, we are very happy to see that you're in no danger, and we will not interfere in your business at all. We will not overhear. We will not be seen or heard in any way, but we'll be close by in case there's any trouble. That's all. Okay. But so you will be responsible for my safety. That is correct. Good to know. Very good to know. Thank you, then. Thank you both. And I do hope that your job doesn't get any harder because of this. That is very good to know that I have two personal guards tonight. Thank you. We are happy to serve. If I were a guard, it would be alarm bells in my head right now. Be like... <laughs> They are uh, very stony, but the helmet comes back on, and uh, you you turn back and you see Cora sitting at the bar with uh, four drinks in front of him. I believe dwarvish scotch or whiskey was uh, requested. Four? I mean, four's fine. Yeah. No, but not for us, Bardak, so we can give uh, to our friends here that are following us. And so oh. They're more relaxed around us. That's a good idea, Kor. Maybe you should go talk to them next. Yeah. Because they are here to protect me, as far as I heard. Oh, that's to what protect you? Yeah, that's what I said. From They're, what? I don't know, from maybe some danger. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Kor. They're, they're, they don't seem very smart. They, they don't really <laughs> seem very intelligent to me. Okay. Anyway, so we have four drinks. Yeah, let's let's go find. We need to we need to do our our uh, contract though. Yeah, don't let's, we? Let's, let's let's find. Yeah, let's start with who who should we start with? Should we start with who who's the closest to us from from five people that that? Well, are... I will say this. Perhaps not the closest, but as you're looking around trying to decide who to approach. You hear a commotion down the hallway, and you kind of have to move over to have an actual look. But you see Philip Grundig again, this time drawing attention because he's getting into a bit of a physical altercation with um, one of the other party members, just having a huge fight and and shouting match. Um, and two of the guards kind of are standing by, but aren't you know two other guards by the way mm -hmm. are standing by, but aren't interfering just because their tactics would probably be very heavy-handed. Um, but at this point, um, Billmont comes forward and starts trying to talk some sense into him, just like, 
Calm down, Philip. What are you doing? You're not... Just calm down and have have a drink. This doesn't need to go this way. Um, but he's just completely lost it. And he's just, you know, shouting about his sister and about the system and how it's all broken and uh, these damn nobles. And you notice that the person that he has by the collar probably is a nobleman as well. A bit of an older gentleman. He's trying to push him away. Um... And after a half a minute or so, Vilmont just looks over at one of the guards, he nods, and one of those guys just strides in. And, I mean, this is a force to be reckoned with. He just immediately, without effort, pushes the two aside, apart from each other, and then just restrains Philip without too much issue. Um, and Vilmont nods again, and um, <clears throat> they begin escorting him off of the grounds. Would you say that the guards did, did this begrudgingly? Yes. Um, by, by the way, Barnack, when you sit up that straight, you're a little out of frame. Just FYI. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. Yeah. Slouch more. Just slouch more, man. That's how a proper D&D player sits. <laughs> uh, like, we don't need no good posture here. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I'll fix it in a minute. Um... Okay, yeah. so uh, so Philip Grundig is is off the grounds. Currently being escorted off the grounds. Yes. Hmm. Darn it! There goes one suspect. Okay, well, core. If this keeps up, we won't have any suspects. So we, I can consider that our contract kinda half done at least. <laughs> Let's go find who else will be get getting <laughs> yeah, kicked that's... out. But yeah, is there anyone around us that we can talk to from from the five people? Pretty uh, much any of them uh, you could choose at this point to uh, to speak to outside of um, the Honorable Clementine Selman, who is not near you. And uh, Esme Bonneville isn't here. Esme Bonneville is right? not there either. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. You know what, Kor? I think the best part would be to just go and talk to Elena Sordenbrand first. Okay. We know her, and we can just ask her things. Let's take take those take those yeah get get those get those those drinks. We'll need them. Either us or her. Someone's right. going to need them when we start talking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just so. grab them all. They're spilling like. <laughs> so in the interest of, of of some time, what is it that you're trying to find out from Elena? Very subtly, although subtlety isn't Barnack's specialty, hopefully Core's Core, specialty. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Yeah, we're going to find out if if she has any ill will towards uh, Lord Storm. And... <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so yeah, she as you approach Lady Elena, um, she, you know, she's still doing that bobbing and weaving through the crowd but more slowly, having longer conversations. And when she catches up with you, um, she stops politely and begins talking, but immediately, under her breath, she kind of asks, And? Have you found out anything? The... I, I got completely confused by that, because I'm, I think that she's talking about Lord Storm's contract. So I'm like... I, we're... We're trying to find it out now. But then why are you talking to me? Well, wouldn't you have any information? 
<laughs> so dumb. <laughs> okay. She just glares at you. <laughs> what are you talking about? I have already provided you with the information that we have. Oh, no, 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 no. Mr. Jean-Jacques is on that one. And Mr. Tarnock. And they are all currently... of you Yes, but they are paid. currently... Yeah, but they they got inside into those other area things. We couldn't. Do you, do you see the two guards behind me? They're yes, being... I have noticed. Yeah, they're being suspicious of us, so we Following have to play the part of people that are not investigating anything, if you know what I mean. Very it's well. It's a diversion. That makes so sense. So we just... Yeah, so we just came to mingle here with you and... Of course. Just talk. I'll hand her over a drink and want to buy an egg. She takes it, a bit reluctantly, but you can see she won't drink it. It's She's definitely keeping her wits about her as best as she can. But, uh, Miss Sordenbrand, I also had a question that I couldn't get before this. Well, I could have, but I forgot. Um, what do you think of Mr. St well, Mr. Lord Storm? Lord Storm. I'm sorry, who is he again? Can you point him out to me? I don't really... Uh, Jean-Jacques told me pointing at people is bad, so I'll just tell you he's a... Uh, and I tell her who he is. Okay, yeah. Um, she she looks around a bit. Um, I'm, I cannot say that uh, we are very familiar. I have seen him. At times, of course, we are in the same line of business, but... No, I do not know him. Why? Okay. Just a hunch. About? Oh. Several things that probably for now are only important in my mind, but as investigation goes forward, I'll, I'll be able to deduce more. And I take a huge gulp of, of <laughs> that scotch, like looking at core like... Roll a deception check, please. <laughs> wait, wait. Is this lying, really? Because for like, <laughs> he, he is concealing what she's asking after. Right. So I would say it's no, a lie. No, I agree. Just, I'll use my inspiration for this. Okay. Uh, it's thirteen for now, but that's twelve. So thirteen. She just frowns at you, Barnack, and she says. Uh, well, you'd get better. You'd better get back to work, because those two do not mean good news. Someone has taken an interest in you, which I believe I requested you specifically prevent. Regardless, please be quick about this. Yes. Do you have any any advice how to what to tell them so they don't, so we are not, Miss Miss. Lady Swordenbrand, my friend here and I, we are not usually good at these social situations, mm -hmm. these big gatherings, and I think you all you've already seen that. I know that's hard to believe, but yeah, Mr. Jean Jacques, on the other hand, he's very good, but the two of us, we can act as a distraction at least. But if someone has taken an interest in us, is that a good thing or a bad thing? If the interest includes two solidariat guards watching over you, the interest is very bad. 
Darn it. Okay. Okay. So at this point, let's move back to Jean-Jacques and Turnock. So Turnock, um, after seeing this and, you know, hiding in the corridor, um, do you then go to follow them as well once they have moved past the place where Jean-Jacques disappeared? Oh, yes. Uh, have I connected the dots already that the that Miss Bonneville is the same person? That the, I the think so. Person? I think you guys had briefly okay. covered that together. Uh. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I'm, I am going to, to follow definitely. Okay. So I will say that the following sequence occurs. Let me get things set up properly here. Um, and please, um, Barnack and Kor, let me know if you can't see anything. Um, because I don't want to leave you guys in the dark just because your character's aren't there. Um... One moment. Oh, shoot. I need to assign one of your characters. Yeah, you won't be able to see anything, right? Yeah, it's a black. Yeah, okay. So, let me fix that real quick by giving you Turnox vision. Um, Barnack Core. And oh, we're using dynamic fog. Okay. Let me not move them. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um,. Uh, it's not updating. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Um. I see Turnox token now. Yeah. One second. Let me make sure. So dynamic lighting always screws me over because it's supposed to show everything. Um. There we go. Uh. Okay. So. Uh, Jean-Jacques, you had already snuck in and uh, yeah. you briefly noticed uh, Ko hiding um, in the shadows when Turnock comes into the courtyard after you, also quiet also sneaking um, you guys can hear voices from the actual like inner courtyard beyond, currently discussing things amongst each other um, although it's hard to overhear what's actually being said well, I will approach closer, relying on my invisibility. Okay. To try and hear what they're talking about. All right. Um, in I'm the meantime, to, yeah. I'm just going to to approach Master Kyo, and uh, I'm glad glad you were able to, to sneak past, like really quietly. He looks oh, over his shoulder, and you can see like he's already geared up. He's got his full gear on. How somehow he managed to get it Fuck. inside. Um, even his his great sword is on his back. Um, and he looks over his shoulder. He looks you up and down for a moment. Where, where are your things? This is... Well, we may have to fight these people to get the air. Your intention is to get out of here with the air? Are you insane? I have I'm sorry, some tricks sir. up my sleeve. Prepared for this moment. Well, then I'll need to be of use in a different way. Because my things are in Mrs. Swordenbrand office as yes, mentioned before. where you told me to put them i thought that you would retrieve them and then join me in case we need a fight Mr. K, you should have told me your intentions of i was not going to leave told. here without the air i assumed that you had enough experience to put things together yes enough experience to know that simply hijacking 
a high interest subject is not going to be something that can be done within this place. My intentions were just to keep track of him and manage to get him in a more appropriate situation. This is the last appropriate situation. If that person enters the palace, they will never be without extreme guard again. They will always be watched. It will only be more difficult from here on out. So if you have the means to get your friends here with their stuff and to help us, do so now. Do I hear this conversation? Because I'm relatively I'm near. I would say you hear the beginning. Um, so it's up to you whether you choose to sneak forward and have a better look, or whether you kind of stay around to hear, because they don't know that you are there right now. Yeah, because my intention was for comedic effect to an extent and to let them know that I'm there, but I'm more interested in what's happening with okay. the uh, with the group. So, okay, I'll, so... Pro- I'll I'll continue forward a little bit more. All right. So go ahead and move your token forward uh, and roll with advantage your stealth check. Okay. What the fuck right. is that in the corner over there? Yeah. So what the fuck I... is that, Kevin? <laughs> what? Oh my god! It's a fourteen with advantage. With advantage, okay. Yes. Um, so you realize that the the snow in here is still is, has fallen quite freshly tonight, and just being on the warm lawn that's been enchanted you've not been thinking about snow and and everything that it means so as you move forward at least uh ko and tarnock both hear the crunching of snow underneath boots um you don't seem to attract attention yet from those beyond mainly because they are currently engaged in quite a fierce conversation uh amongst themselves yeah as we notice this i just poke KU and I say not all of my friends made it but and then I point to the to the boots some of them well that is something and uh, and I I <laughs> I want I won't <sighs> I don't wish to retreat and grab my things actually I, okay. I'm, I'm not gonna he, do that seeing that you're I'm gonna not stay, gonna fight he pulls out a dagger and hands it to you anyway just in yeah. case okay Okay, so Jean-Jacques, uh, you, listening in on the conversation, you hear Esme's clear voice, um, challenged by that of uh, the Marquis, as they exchange words. You also see that the Marquis has, at his feet, an open chest, in which you see a rather large and um, sort of ungainly piece of rock, which um, has a curious little, like, strange coloring. It's grey, silverish. Um, type of metal, unrefined. Um, like a piece of meteor that we saw. Yeah. Uh, more like a bit of a turnum. That's what I meant. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the meteors weren't a turn, like weren't straight up a turnum. The meteor oh, okay. was separate. the one that the. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, meant no. the the note of raw eternum that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the the raw eternum from. The, the ancient elf lady. Yeah, yeah. Brought yeah, it when... as from this guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, in any case, yeah, it, it is a large piece of what seems to be unrefined Eternum metal, uh, which is currently sitting in the chest. It looks very big compared to the quantities that you've seen in the past. And currently you hear Lady Esme and the Marquis seemingly talking about the exchange, um, exchanging some pleasantries, as far as you can tell. 
um, you know, how do you find it, uh, you know, um, have you taken all the precautions and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes squeaking through is also Remy's voice, um, just, you know, asking a question or answering one uh, from time to time. The other men and women around all seem to be quiet. Okay. What is this? Um, that is a person. It's a person? Yes, someone who seems okay. to be magically inclined. Okay. Um, I'll continue to listen in. If it seems that I can hear the exchange from here, I'll stay right here. Okay. Yeah, you can see that they're gearing up to make the, the exchange. One of the men um, next to the marquee uh, comes over and lifts up the chest and places it in the center between the two groups. Um, and simultaneously... Um, the, uh, Remy is actually the one who is currently, um, holding on to, to essentially a rope that is binding the heirs, or the would-be heirs, um, hands together. So this person seems to be a prisoner, then? It is a prisoner, but they seem to carry themselves with, you know, the, the very typical heir superiority of a nobleman. Um, very confident, not saying anything at the moment. But also not afraid or whimpering or anything of the kind. Just looking around like... Superior. Okay. I don't make any... I'll, I'll continue to observe. Okay. Um, Tornok and K.O., what, what are you going to do? I mean... <clears throat> I'm still thinking, right? Because... Uh... I'm thinking about the things that, uh, the promise that I just made for uh, mm -hmm. the lady. And uh, if actively defending the Republic <laughs> would count in my favor, if I actually ended up hurting someone in this party. But uh, as I have noticed that Jean-Jacques is, is there, mm -hmm. I just, I, uh, I'm not going to interfere for the moment, but I'm just going to switch sides and I'm going to stay opposite to, uh, KO just in order for me to, okay. well, for me to have a different perspective. When, when you do that, he will beckon you to go forward and he's going to try to start sneaking because he wants to get a better look at this conversation himself. Wait. And then I see Remy in, am I confused about this as that's up to the you. way that I, because I am pretty confused about this. I okay. I don't understand why Remy's there. I... He's a smuggler. He's a fucker. <laughs> That's mean, but true. Um, so yeah, uh, K.O. will beckon you to, to start moving forward. And he's going to attempt stealthily um, to approach. So let's have a look. All right. So he starts, and Jean-Jacques, you do hear the slight crunching underneath feet, but it's quiet enough that you're quite confident that nobody else is hearing this. Um, mm -hmm. But K.O. sneaks to about this point. What would you like to do? Yeah. Any of you? I am going to, well, do the same thing. I'm going to follow his lead at this point. Whenever I'm with him, you know, uh, that's kind of the thing. I hesitate a little bit. Thinking about what the about what the the card reader uh, told me, right. and then I just yeah I just shake it off and I I go behind him. So okay, 
stealth. All right, go ahead and roll stealth. Um, stealth, yeah, okay. twenty-one. Very nice. Um, I'm I'm a you know just literally mirror his movement at this okay. point. Um, I will approach Turnak as he ambles forward. Okay. And very quietly just say to him, I hope you do not intend to get involved. There is just simply too many people here. I still don't know what I will do. I cannot yeah. get involved. Okay. That's all I said. Okay. I don't plan to. So as you're like moving away again, you almost get startled as K.O. sneaks up behind you, not realizing that you're there specifically, uh, and he's coming towards Turnock as well, and he kind of pushes you a little bit into that narrow corridor there, Turnock, and he just kind of gestures towards in the direction of the Marquis, and he whispers, and John jacques you probably overhear this whisper, and he says, uh, when the exchange is made, let's attack when the others are gone. Yes, sir. And then I just, I start going uh, forward, right? Yeah. That's what he... Yeah, he's pushing you in that direction, yeah. All right. Sorry for the movements, by the way, but that way the stream viewer also keeps up. Yeah, I want to... Is, is there any way for me to get cover here? Um, there is a door, uh, but it seems it seems open, but it uh, only leads to a storage area. It doesn't connect to the rest of the building. Mm -hmm. I just want to take cover here, not you know. Yeah, you can kind of press yourself into the door, and especially with your stealth check, uh, you are currently quite well hidden from prying okay. eyes. Yeah, and uh, you know, trying to get the feeling of how the conversations or the negotiations okay. are going right now. Um, so. Jean-Jacques sees this, and you overhear this. Um, the would-be prince has been pushed forward um, with a slight stumble. Um, Remy's still holding on to the to the rope that binds him, <coughs> and um, he <clears throat> he actually will walk beyond the man, and he holds it up to one of the soldiers uh, to to grab it, or soldiers, aides, or attendants. But you can see that they've donned armor. Um, in the meantime, so that they are also, you know, capable of protecting themselves. At the same time, Kao and Tarnok, you see that the magical person in the back is just kind of playing around a little bit, you know, making like little effects in their hands as a sort of nervous tick, just little sparks and little flames and little uh, frosty droplets of water that are melting and then falling to the ground. They're just, you know, um, playing with magic by themselves. So the exchange is being made, and the rather large chest is being picked up by the imposing gentleman um, that um, is with Lady Esme. He checks it, um, and he brings it over to her for her to check it as well. Remy has now passed on the handle, or, or the, the rope, for the would-be heir. And, um, yeah, pretty soon you see that... Uh, through through the trees. Um, well, actually, most of this you only hear, and Jean-Jacques is seeing it. Um, mm -hmm. The the man is being pulled along next to the Marquis. And um, at that point, Lady Esme expresses that she is grateful for um, the payment. And she says, uh, the Republic is 
Very thankful for your help. We wish you all the best, Maki. And then she turns, she says a command, and all of the others begin leaving with her, including Remy. Any actions, Jean-Jacques? I will follow along and try to stay close to enough to hear the conversation between Lesme, Lesme, <laughs> Esme <laughs> and the rest. Okay. Um, to try and discern what the play was here from the Republic. Was this like, uh, did we trade the air to, to an enemy of the Sortian Kingdom or are we setting up on the air on our end? Like, I'm, I'm trying to understand, especially considering what my mother told me what my role here needs to be. Well, go ahead and make an insight check based on their conversations as you follow along with them. Um, oh my god, that's a four. Okay. It's not unusual because, um, especially in the company of Remy and the guard, there's no one there to particularly question her or talk to about her plans. So she's quiet. Uh, she's reassuring Remy that he's going to get paid. Um and she is confirming that there will be a nice bonus in the wind for, for the guards that have been helping her. Um, and that's pretty much it. And that's all you hear as she passes out into the hallway. She starts heading back to the party. Um, and Remy, along with the guards, head out in the other direction, back the way that they came initially. Okay. I will... I assume you're roughly like probably followed her all the way up because she went like this yeah. direction. I'll move towards the exit. Okay. I'll linger for a minute to see what will happen. Okay. But I told Turnock and will, you know, what I am and I'm not able to do at this point. So I hope that he listens. Okay. But I'll hang out for just a minute just in case. Okay. Um, on his part, once the voices from the other party carry uh, start dying down, and those that you can see, Tarnock and Ko, um, those soldiers are still very much on edge. You know, they're they're kind of hiding. They're still looking just to see if there's no ambush or anything going on. Um, but Ko still manages to sneak up to about here, and then um, he just immediately um, goes for a mad dash. One two, three, four, five, and... I hate him so much. How old is he? Twelve? Fuck. He's, he's quite a bit older, actually, but he goes and he <laughs> tackles the would-be heir out of the way. Or not really fully tackles, but he grabs them, and uh, the, the sword has come out, and even though it's not a perfect weapon to hold someone hostage with, um, he manages to, 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 to rest it on the shoulder of the heir and hold him that way, and the blade is, like, right by the neck. Um, and he kind of pushes back, and you see all of the soldiers immediately, the crossbows, get aimed at K.O. Um, and he looks around, and he looks especially at the Marquis. Uh, what do you do at this point, Tarnock, before they engage in any, any conversation? I just... Well, as I'm guessing that these dudes are full focus on him, mm -hmm. I'll just get view of what's happening. I'm just... Continue sneak by, like, Okay. If they get grab Ko and they arrest him, that's his doing. Like I'm, you know. Okay. I'm can't watching this. So I will say that with the push, by the way, Ko is probably about here. 
So, <clears throat> you're standing pretty close to one of the, the, the soldiers that has their crossbow trained on Ko, um, with Ko actually behind the air. And the air is just like, what are you doing? Let, let me go. I, this is not part of the deal, Marquis. Get him off of me. Um, and um, Ko whispers something into the air's ear and then uh, starts conversing with the Marquis. And um, Chaos' demands seem to be for the spellcaster specifically to leave. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, he's just, I will kill him unless you go. Um, if you go, he will live, but he will not come with you. Those are my terms. What is your choice? Um, and you can see the Marquis is being confident and cocky during this confrontation. Um, kind of just walking around, laughing gesturing around um, and you can see that they know each other um, and the Marquis says okay 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 what are you doing here this is going to be an ugly business not at all nice to be explaining back home why your dead body turned up in the Republic's heart of government but it will not be my problem. Um, still, it would be sad to lose you. We will be leaving within today. So you may as well give it up and go. You're all alone. You have no hope of success here. And K.O., you can see, especially Tarnak, I would say. Tarnak, you can recognize this sort of quiet determination. Like, he's committed to this action, and he has something up his sleeve. He's just waiting to use it. Um, yeah, I and Yeah, uh, I, I am going to wait. Like, if I'm going to take part in this, it's going to be ex machina style. You know, just for you to know. Okay. Uh, because I really don't want to get into confrontation without actually meeting you. That's up to you. That's completely your and Turnock's choice. Like, you, no, you I'm, have I'm no just... obligation to interfere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so as this is, is unfolding um, you can see K.O. Like, kind of pressing the blade still he briefly releases the hilt actually um, which only because of how experienced he is in handling that blade in the first place he can manage um, but he continues to threaten the air and he reaches behind himself under his cloak and he produces two small grey balls almost pellets it seems and you can see him start to kind of play around with them as he grabs onto the, the full sword again. Um, and he says, uh, Maki, you have one last chance. Let us go away from here. Let me put this man free. And we need to have no quarrel. We can all return home and continue the old battles. But this, this is not the way. I cannot let you have this power. And the Marquis just goes on, and they they continue to have this conversation of, you know, you're not going to do it, you need to let me go, etc. Does anyone want to interfere before K.O. essentially throws down the two pellets that he has in his hand? What? I'm, I'm trying to understand what's going on, and I'm, I'm kind of having a... Is, K.O. Is, is, is trying to get away with the air, and... right. For some reason, he wants the magical, the magic wielder nearby to go yeah. away for that to happen. I've got a good idea about 
Why potentially? Um, is this like a corridor as well over here? Uh, yes, that is uh, all the way on the west side of the um, Solidariat. Okay, and is the door right there on the yep. tip? So I'll make my way during their conversation quietly to there okay. and try to stand with my back <clears throat> leaning against the door, looking in and listening. Mm -hmm. Can I see and hear everything that's going on that way? So with your back to them or to the door? Sorry. Uh, well, kind of like next to the door or like okay, whatever, okay. just for my head to be poking in, but not my whole body. Yeah, you can do that. Okay, and I can still hear and ever see everything that's going on. Yeah. Okay. And from Kao's comment about, like, you can't have this power, do I get a sense that he wants to prevent the Marquis from instituting this heir as a as a prince or a king? Oh, most or... definitely. That That's also what he explained to you guys when you were okay. with him previously. Yeah, so yeah. he wants to prevent this person from becoming the, the, the... Well, he wants to prevent this person from becoming king under the puppetry of, of the Marquis and his faction. Okay. So not just completely prevent them, but prevent them from... that That's never really been established, and Jean-Jacques being the critical thinker that he is realizes now perhaps the lack of questioning in this area yeah. in terms of that. So, any action? No. Okay. So, everything comes to a crescendo as K.O. in this conversation, mid-sentence, just throws the two uh, or rather drops them out of his hand, the two pellets, the gray pellets, and immediately poof, poof, two huge clouds of smoke appear out of it. And you hear his voice in the middle of it say something in in a language that it's not the arcane that you know, Jean-Jacques, but it's definitely yeah. some kind of magic being invoked. Um, is it enough you... for me to understand what is happening? Um, make an arcana check. Uh, I will say, Turnark, that you don't know him to be a magic caster, so presumably this is something he prepared specifically for this event. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> no. Now, in, in the whole commotion, as this whole thing begins to explode, um, you are not able to overhear exactly the words, but you do see and hear through the smoke, because the smoke is not completely opaque. Like, you can still see through it. You can still see the shape of K.O. Uh, and the other shapes you recognize the beginnings of a spell being cast uh, in yeah. response to what K.O. is doing by the um, um, by by the one magic user that is in the midst of these soldiers. That magic user is over there where they appear they are, right? Yeah. I will, using a sorcery point mm -hmm. to make it a subtle spell, okay. cast counter spell. Okay. At fuck, <laughs> so hard because I wanna like this is an existential crisis moment for Jean Jacques. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will. While you think for a moment, Eternok, what do you do as as everything bursts into motion and action? I actually.
I will counterspell the magic user. At which level did you intend? Uh, level four, uh, level three. Okay. Very good. So... Yeah, my my actions were basically depending on what I, you know. After Jean Jacques started doing, I was planning to go afterwards. Actually, so and unless that's not the case, and I need to make a decision now, not based on what happens next. I will. Well, if you can I need wait, to make you some... can choose to wait. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I will I wait. Yes, okay. I'm, I'm still waiting. And I, I actually gave it two steps back. Okay. I will add that I cast it subtly, so there is no verbal, somatic, or any kind of component. It just happens out yep. of thin air. I was just peeking in, and yep. as soon as I cast it, I go fully behind that wall. Okay. So that I'm nowhere. So you... Um... There's just a, a sudden, loud, angry shout from the Marquis. No! You fool! Um, and as the smoke begins to clear, both K.O. and the would-be heir have disappeared. Yeah. Immediately casting invisibility on myself. As I see that, I'm storming out of this shit. Like, I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm going out. I'm going out. Okay. Hey, official Dirty. Thank you for the raid, by the way. Um... All right, so you both just start rushing away. Do you both try to return to the main party area, or where do you want to go? I yes, continue my I... mission. I go to the Foreign Affairs Office. Okay, so you go to the Foreign Affairs Office and Turnock. You rush out of the... Yeah, through the uh, preferably through the same checkpoint that I okay. passed. Could you just there. quickly... I will say because you're still hidden technically in the first place, could you make an, a stealth check with advantage? Eighteen. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, that that'll work. Um, so, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a confrontation that uh, could have turned very ugly. Oh my! So Ko, I panicked. I freaked out. This oh. close to counterspelling Ko, like this close. <laughs> okay. But... Um. So with the two of them gone. Jean-Jacques is invisible, so he's not being pursued. And Turnock, you managed to actually make yourself anxious by the fact that none of them follow you. Like, none of them are behind you, and half the time you're just looking behind you like, why are they not here? I expect more danger. Um, mm -hmm. But you managed to, to extricate yourself from that situation to, uh, to a safe place. Yeah. And um, what do you do? I go back... I, uh, through the same, through the same spot, through the main checkpoint that I got into, and, uh, I thank the lady once again, and, Fuck you know, yeah. raise my hands, no harm done. And, uh... She, uh, without taking off of the glove this time, she just extends the arm again for, for another handshake, you know, a soldier's handshake, like, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she pulls you... Not in, but just a little closer. Very, very powerful. She has that grip, you know. Mm -hmm. And she inclines her head. I thank you. Yeah, yeah I retribute. And uh, I grab uh, the strongest drink available, and I go check on Lord Phoenix. See, because, well, we were his okay. escort. That, and... That's good timing. Because yeah. as you return to the main floor, Barnack and Kor, you spend some time talking still you spent a little more time talking with elena maybe trying to scout out some targets because all of this happened relatively quickly right this has all been a total span of maybe 20 25 minutes when you see turnock reappear you want to go over maybe and talk with him or he comes over to talk with you but before that happens um the honorable 
and now I forget the name again. I apologize. It's a lot of names. Um, the Honorable Clementine Selman appears and is joined again by the two guardsmen. And as Turnock walks into the courtyard, she points at one of like she points one of the guardsmen in his direction, and she points the other one at Kor. And she approaches Kor first, and she lowers her tone, her voice, but there's definitely some attention being drawn to all of you. She says, um, Mr. Black, uh, pardon me, Sir Black Swan, could you please follow me? Sure. Thank you. Um, you see Lord Fennec also appearing, flanked by another guard, also being escorted along, and she goes over to Turnock. Uh, Turnock, this guard just stopped you, just, just like asked you to wait for a moment. And yes. the Honorable Clementine comes to you as well, and she asks you, um, and apologies, I need to look at the name here real quick. Um, Wulshkan, right? Is his last name? Yes. Yeah, yes. so, Sir Wulshkan, would you please follow me as well? Yes, of course, but did something happen? Is there any problems? Please come with me and it will all be made clear. Um, okay. Your friend is also welcome to come and she gestures for Barnak. Um, yeah. Although we do ask, and you know, this is by the time that, that all of you have been grouped up again, or rather that Kor and Turnok are together again, um, and she kind of leans towards both of you. Although we do ask that you keep his tendencies under control. Yeah, I, I look at Boronek and, uh, and Kor, and you can almost see, you know, the freezing air coming out of, you know, Turnok's mouth, you know, to the sides, and I just. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll, from now on, I'll make sure these two behave, whatever they did. Okay. Please come. And you, the three of you, and momentarily joined by Lord Fennec, um, who looks troubled but is not surprised, um, are being escorted through the checkpoint which you failed to clear earlier and into the bowels of the Solidariat. There, you are taken towards the Star Chamber Court. <clears throat> now, allow me. What did you do? Or what <laughs> were you framed for? <laughs> As you guys are walking, um, Fennec kind of leans in and he says, I I'm sorry, friends, but a power far beyond mine has summoned the two of you. Um, apparently, even the Grand Pensionary and the Stadholder will be present. And you're escorted... You Huge smile just gets huge. <laughs> You're escorted through the equinical celebration, um, and there is a veritable cacophony of rumor and talking that erupts behind you everywhere that you pass. Yet they swiftly fall to silence as you step into the halls beyond the ministries and beyond the public arena in which the guests are received. Immediate silence is only punctuated by the heavy footfalls of the guards beside you, their metal armor clanking. Your own and Fennec's footsteps are several times more quiet, but remind you, in contrast to the heavy footfalls, of children walking alongside adults. The high corridors rise around you, their ancient stonework stretching into a darkness above. The half-shadowed faces of unknown dignitaries and kings and queens look down upon you from paintings on the wall. Then, the Honorable um, Selman and Lord Fennec stop, and so do the guard. She turns to you and looks at you all once more. Expression unreadable, 
and then she turns aside and pushes open two massive oaken doors, which lead into a smaller chamber, which in turn opens into a great court. Not a judicial court, but one with benches rising in rows to either side, and a lectern at the end of the hall for the speaker, who speaks to the house. Inside, you're greeted with a curious gathering. Several more of the Solidariat guards stand at positions around the chamber, seeing nothing. There is an oppressive air that hangs about. You can still smell the varnish applied recently to keep this place in pristine condition. You can taste the staleness of the air on your tongue, an air that's only been disturbed or that's on, that's been undisturbed for several days. Despite this being completely indoors, you can feel a gentle cold breeze from a crack somewhere, probably high above, which invites in the cold and biting wind from the outside. A set of torches around the central floor is lit, seeming almost to sketch an, an arena in which one must perform an act, casting the rest of the chamber into more darkness than it otherwise might have been. To the left of you sit several attendants that you don't know, and the rather flushed and angry-looking Marquis Henry Falkenhaus, envoy of the Grand Duchy of Astrazia. To the other side sits a bald and hawkish man that you know as Johann Strauss, likely seeming to be in his early fifties and currently rather frustrated at being here. Higher up in the benches, covered in half-darkness, sit several figures. Among them are Miss Picars, Lord Bodan, even Arcanist Swordenbrand, you notice now, and perhaps, even to your surprise or perhaps horror, the Honourable Robert Mortimer, wearing the face of your former friend, the Apprentice. All of them watch you arrive with unique expressions that are difficult, if not impossible, to read. Only the Marquis gives his position away more easily. Anger plays on his face even more deeply than it might have otherwise, after the things that, even though your characters are not aware of, you definitely are. The Marquis is about to rise when instead the hawkish man gets to his feet, and Johann Strauss beckons the Marquis to peace. Surprisingly, it works. Then Strauss turns to you. You notice Lord Fenwick at this point has distanced himself from you and is seated in one of the benches closest to the exit, looking nervously at the proceedings. And Mr. Strauss begins. Well then, here we are. Thank you for joining us. And he um, kind of beckons you in and um, the Honourable Clementine Selman joins him, seated in the benches behind him. And he addresses everybody in the room raising his voice, and he says, Honoured members of this court, we are gathered here tonight in emergency session to hear claims by Marquis Henri Falkenhaus of Ostrozia, envoy of the Grand Duke and honoured guest in this republic. Before we begin, he looks over at the party, or at least those of you that are there, could you please step forward into the chamber and make us aware of your full names for the record? And you notice that there's somebody sitting beside him taking up, uh, taking notes. I will also say that this procession arriving, Jean-Jacques, on your way to the foreign office, you could have noticed it. There was definitely commotion in the hallways, footsteps. Um, so if you had checked it out, you could be observing this invisibly, if you wish. Or visibly, if you choose to give yourself away. No. <laughs> invisibly. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Just, yeah, so it's me, Warnick. It's but I won't enter the, the courthouse because right? I would imagine there are like can I observe 
outside of the courthouse itself somehow? Well, no, the doors are being closed, so you would have to either slip inside and observe, or you would have to wait outside and then simply go about your mission. Oh, shit. Uh, two questions before yes. you answer, Jean-Jacques. One, Tani is not with us. Tani right? is not with you. Uh, for, okay. for the purposes of this, um, we can leave it a little ambiguous in case she's wanted to, she wants to have been here. But, okay, uh, yeah. yeah, okay. But the second one is, they especially called two of them, and, and they said, I can come, but... Yeah, you like, you are not, and you get the impression as well that Turnock and Kor uh, are the ones being flanked by the guards. You're simply yeah. there. You, you could sit may down I, just like Yeah, like may Lord I Fennec. sit next, next to Lord Fennec, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So... I step forward, uh, and uh, I don't know what the marquee reaction to that will be, but just as a reminder, I have the locked heart sigil. There's definitely my... disdain coming your way. Uh -huh. Okay. And uh, I step forward, and I bow. And, uh, you see the note being taken. Um, this time not being asked to, uh, to spell it. Um, and then all the eyes turn to core. Oh, wait, wait, before I do that, do, did you enter the room, John Jacques? Or, or... Well, do I know, generally speaking, do courthouses in the Republic have any means of magic that is meant to suss out hidden people and things like that? Like, well, this... you wouldn't be necessarily aware, but based on your experiences so far, this is an inner house, so um, and this is not something that's usually open to public, so they don't necessarily, you know, take any precautions. Yeah. Once you're inside the Solidariat, you're relatively safe. All right, so let's roll the dice, and I will sneak my way into the courtroom, invisible. Okay. It's, it's just a quick, like, whoop, and you get through the doors, yeah. um, and you can sit pretty much anywhere you want. You're not being noticed by anyone. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'll step forward, and I'll say, like, I'm, my name's Core. I'll just say that, Core. You see a slight sigh as Johann Strauss looks over to the Marquis, and the Marquis just shakes his head, and Strauss turns back to you and says, Your full name for the record, please. Blackstorn. Good. Please come forward, and you see that there's been a bench set up for both of you if you wish to sit, but it's almost insultingly low. Um... So you can also choose to stand instead. <clears throat> yeah, I'll stand. Okay. Um, so now kind of central in the chamber, the bench is rising around you into this darkness. You know, you guys are standing um, flanked by these torches. And to your left stands the Marquis, who now gets up at a nod by the Honorable um, Strauss. And the Marquis rises and he says, I will now bring forward... The charges for these two individuals. For the one I will call Turnock, a member of the Order of the Locked Heart, he is declared an outlaw for treason by the Grand Duke himself, and he has since been summoned to present himself before the Ducal Court and face trial, which he has failed to do. He is here as a fugitive and illegally. For the one known as Kor, he is a known traitor to the Order of the Closed Fist. He has long 
been a fugitive, and finding him not only hiding in Postitia, but as an honored attendee of this here celebration, is a grave insult to the Grand Duchy and the Order. I demand imprisonment and transportation back to the Grand Duchy for both of these subjects. And he sits back down. And the Honorable Johann Strauss rises. And he says, um, It is today our intent to find out the truth of these matters and act accordingly to the laws of postitia. And he very much emphasizes where they are mm -hmm. with a look towards the Marquis as well. Um, you can see that in the in the benches high up where the leaders of the Republic are seated, uh, Lord Bodan is the one who kind of leans forward, taking an interest more in the whole situation. <clears throat> Sirs, you will now be put to question so that we may ascertain the matter and decide what to do with the Marquis' claims. We ask and demand that you be as truthful as possible with all your answers, for to do anything other would not be in your favor. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. Excellent. Now then, and he sits back down and he actually gestures to um, the Honorable Selman. And she gets up um, and she starts kind of walking around and you can see she's a very kind of confident, experienced person in a courtroom. She looks around um, and then she looks over to, to the two of you and stops walking. And she asks, first she turns to Tarnock and she says, let us begin with you. Please tell us the situation that resulted in your alleged status as an outlaw. What, how has it come about and how have you acted as a result? I was, I was on mission and uh <clears throat> pardon what mission i was requested to track down and to locate the king the old the old king's crown and its whereabouts as it's a rumor and evidence here and there were pointing that it was being moved what was in charge of in charge of uh, tracking it down in such a powerful item as you may know and I quickly glance at Falkenhaus okay. um, <clears throat> as you may know it's a very powerful item that in the wrong hands could be of major disturbance and uh as a member of the Order of the Locked Heart, protecting the old principles and the old ways of the of the old monarchy as they should is one of our main priorities. So we do not intend to somebody who is not a legitimate uh, heir to the throne. So maybe, you know, I see. claim this power through other means. I see. And when did you learn of your outlaw status? Oh, I learned quite recently, actually. Uh, 
I did not receive any formal communication about this. So, uh, a friend told me that I was not being well received at home. So it was three days ago. Even if I wanted to, I could not have presented myself to court. I apologize. Worries. She nods. So time check, Kevin, because you had hard stuff. So just yeah, 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 I know, I know. But since this is core, this is about core specific uh, ending. I hope you guys are all okay with taking additional fifteen or twenty minutes uh, to, to wrap this up. You said hard stops. So yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. wanted to, but yeah, you know me, uh, I'm not oh, good sure. at hard stops. Um, <laughs> all right, so Turnock, she uh, she nods to you, and then she turns her attention to Core. And you, Sir Black Swan, please tell us the circumstances that led to your becoming a fugitive, whether you agree with that assessment and how you have behaved since. Uh, let me preface this by saying that Lord Firecam from the Order of the Closed Fist was a disgrace to Tyr, to both Tyr and the Order. Pardon, please do not editorialize. We would like to know facts but, and not your opinions. Okay. Um, I'll answer for my transgressions because I did. Um, did we did we end up seeing I killed him or not? No, I think you I just remember. cast him his eye, right? Sort I just yeah yeah yeah. Odin okay. situation. Yeah, I did I did strike him and uh, out of anger, but uh, and that was wrong of me. But I've been trying to to atone for for my sins, but I will definitely. Uh, okay, please take yeah. us back. What are the circumstances in which you? made this transgression why exactly there you may express your opinions but do not address the court in such a manner again okay and so, tell uh, us what you have done since and how how long ago yes. was this um yeah but year, i don't know how long how long ago i think but, it was like 15 <laughs> years you, you yeah, said like 15 years ago i was a um uh, a member of the order of the closed fist but the um, the one of the commanders there, Lord Keldern Firecam, he was a, not the best. He was in the orders, to say it lightly. Um, and so, in a moment of anger for him uh, being being. Uh, Harassing me and others in the in the in the in the order, I struck him, uh, and I, I I took his eye out. Um, I let my anger get the best of me. So since then, I've been on the run from uh, the order of the Ghost Fist. Um, I did a lot of things I regret since then, uh, but she holds up a hand. Did you enter the Republic specifically with the aim of evading the law in your home country? Yes. She briefly looks over at the uh, at Strauss, and then she looks over into the stands, and then back to you. Very well. And since then, you have conducted yourself with honor and decency within our Republic? Uh, 
not always <laughs> like I just, not always uh, I did it what I had to do to survive at first but yeah since joining the freelancers I have done my best to be within the law do you wish for the courts to interpret I did what I had to do to survive to their heart's content or would you like to specify what you mean by this I was a sellsword for some not not some of the best uh, elements of our society and yes and? Uh, uh, but Cora is digging his, a hole for himself with two shovels <laughs> yeah. at yep. the same time yeah <laughs> Let's leave it just, at that. Just need, to say, just need to say the name. That's it. Have you caused any harm or hurt or even ruin or death to any citizens of our fair republic when you were taking these actions? Define harm. <laughs> you understand the nature of harm well enough. Do not play with the court. Uh, yes, I have. Very I won't well. deny any of my sins. Not for you or for anyone. And you, Sir Wolfgang, have you caused any harm or hurt or death or ruin to any citizens of the Republic since you have entered it? Did I kill anyone? <laughs> yes. Citizen of the Republic, <clears throat> as self-defense, yes. Very well. She looks over at the Marquis, who looks incredibly, like, still angry, but smug as well. Um, in the meantime, I, I just have to ask, right, Barnac or Jean-Jacques, any actions that you take at this point, or are you just watching? Cry. <laughs> <laughs> just like, why are you telling the truth, you idiots? <laughs> Is what he screams in his mind. But okay. actually, I think if, if we were able to see Jean-Jacques, uh, it would be far removed from the the image of him normally, because he's still recovering from the previous situation, and he's visibly kind of like, he's he's shaking, and he's only here on, like, autopilot mm. kind of thing, but there's... the. the He's like very frantic, and there's a wild look in his eyes of just like pure panic okay. at this point, which isn't necessarily related to okay situation. Um, when it comes to Barnack, to well, one question: Can I converse with Lord Storm in any way? Well, yeah, you can whisper or... with him. Okay, so it's not like you have to be quiet completely, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No, no, no. There sometimes the other okay. people also exchange whispers and stuff. Murmuring and okay. Okay, um, and this is more to you, Kevin. In these proceedings, is it ever, is it possible for someone to stand up on behalf of one side and speak? If if they were actual like judicial proceedings before a regular court of law, yes. But this is definitely the government directly intervening on a on an um, you know. On a match so with international really, yeah. relationships. I mean, so, there's so not really a, a protocol for this in the first place. So, you know, if you, if you ask Fennec as well, he would say, I mean, I don't know, but I wouldn't, you know, jump into the grave with them if you can avoid it. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll look at Fennec and say, yeah, but jumping into the grave for friends is what we're about. And I'll stand up. You Don't just hear the, his last words are just, not if you can't save them. And that's it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stand up and say, honorable court. Every Since, eye turns to you immediately. Yeah, and I straight look at Strauss for a moment. Okay, he looks at you back. Yeah, I know, I know, but I just want to look at him. Finally to see the man that I've been chasing. Okay. <laughs> because I didn't actually know how he looked before this. So I look at him, and then I say, Honorable Court, these two people are... Freelancers, one of them officially, and he is in my team, for which I am the leader of. So if I could also stand here and possibly es explain some of the things they mentioned now that they did, I would be more than glad to. You see that the everyone is kind of looking at each other. The Marquis looks furious that nobody's interrupted you in the first place. And he's about to go like, he can't! But then Strauss just stands up and just like, literally with two fingers, silences him. Just like, no. Um, he turns back to the stands and he actually ascends for a moment and he leans in and he converses with the Grand Pensionary and Lord Bodan. When he's finished, he returns... Um, and he looks at you, Barnack, and he says, Please state your name for the court. My name is Barnack Stoneheart, a freelancer and the leader of the Ashen Hearts. Thank you. Now, Mr. Stoneheart, you are claiming that you were present for both of these individuals' transgressions of which they now stand accused. Not all of them, but since your questions, and I'll look at the, the, the woman that was asking the questions, since your questions were very open-ended and vague, I would say that some of the answers my comrades said were also very open-ended and vague. And because of that, I do believe that some of the things they did, I was a part of. Mr. Stoneheart. The only matters with which you are concerned are the charges that are laid against Sir Wolfgang and Sir Blackswan, which are, respectively, 15 years old and more recent, but have been adequately explained. The rest is simply a test of their character. If you wish to testify as to their character, you may speak your heart now. You will have two minutes. But after that, we will ask you to sit down and not interrupt these proceedings again. He looks All over. Right. He goes, you have two minutes per person. You've asked, I won't need two minutes, but you've asked the same question to both of my comrades, and that is, have they harmed or killed or did any damage to any of the citizens of Republic while they were in our Republic itself? 
And I will only say that harming the Republic or the people is not something that people like these two do or have done. Kor, Black Sworn, might have a past of where he did something that he did. But while he was a freelancer, he has tried his best to do everything in his power to save the Republic. Well, to save the people in the Republic and to save those who needed saving. If by any chance anyone here thinks that this, that our Republic is perfect the way it is and that everyone is innocent in it, then I believe that these proceedings are immediately false by themselves, by default. Core Blacksworn and Tarnock have tried saving people that needed saving. And other people can testify to that. About other charges, I wish not speak. Thank you, Mr. Stoneheart. You may be seated. He looks around uh, for a moment, makes eye contact with Clementine, and then um, they both nod and goes to sit down again. You can see a sort of impotent rage building on the Marquis's face um, as he seems to see the writing on the wall. May, may um, I wink at him? You could try, but it, you're not going to catch his eye at this point. He's yeah, like, okay. he's just, you know, glaring, see. especially at the decision makers. Um, but Strauss again um, returns up the stands and Clementine announces to the court, we will take... A few minutes to come to a decision. Please be patient. You may converse amongst yourselves. So, um, in that time, you all have, you know, you can kind of move about a bit more. So, Turnock and Kor, you have time to go and talk with Barnack and Fennec if you wish. Um, and kind of just, you know, take it all in, this, this sudden and very, very rushed proceedings uh, occurring. Mm. I know, I'm just, uh, it, it's been a lot, and uh, thank you, Barnack, and uh, uh, I don't think that, I honestly don't believe that uh, your character judgment will help us with these people. They probably made their decision even before the proceedings started, so... But thank you for your intentions. And uh, as I'm, you know, I'm there, uh, I'm trying to locate John Jock. I'm trying to see if I can spot him anywhere or traces of him or something like that, because I know okay. he's still out there. I, I will say that, you know, Jean Jacques, you're completely invisible, but you can notice that Turnock is looking around for someone or something. Yes. I was I was gonna say that I approached him. I would imagine I'm actually right next to him as he does that. <laughs> okay. So he just looks so straight just, through you. Yeah, I just gently lay a hand on his shoulder and that's it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Alright. So after a few minutes Strauss returns clapping. Still the the people in the stands don't emerge, don't address you themselves. And uh, he takes, actually, the lectern at the end of the hall to address all of you. 
Um, he beckons everyone back to their places and uh, he begins to say, These are the decisions that are handed down to us from on high. In the matter of Turnok, Sir Wujkan, we have determined that you are nothing more than a person in transit through our territory. You are not accused of banditry or any other immediate and capital crime. In the matter of treason, we can only recognize treason against our fair republic, and you have committed no such acts against the republic. So we will not rob you of your freedom to follow through and do the right thing within the laws of your country. We will constrain you in one manner. We will demand that in exchange for the continued freedom within our republic, that you will present yourself within the time span of one year to the Grand Duke as a, an act of goodwill and faith to show that we are not wrong in trusting you in this matter. Do you agree? Yes. Very good. Core Black Swan, you have been a fugitive, as you say, for 15 years, and you entered the Republic specifically with the purpose to escape those that you harmed. Furthermore, you are not only a person in our Republic who happens to be here by chance. You have lived and worked here for many years, sometimes with good consequences and sometimes with bad. You are a member of the Republic's freelancers, which means that your conduct is also reflective of the Republic as a whole. He looks at your core for a moment, and surprisingly, perhaps, there is a note of compassion as he continues. As a result, the Grand Pensionary and the Stadtholder will grant permission for Core Blacksworn to be taken into custody. You will be constrained and returned to Astrutzia to face proper trial for the actions that you have escaped for the past 15 years. He turns to the Marquis and he says, We trust that in this compromise we earn the goodwill of our neighbours, the Grand Duchy. Should you have any complaints, please forward them to my offices as soon as possible. The Marquis' expression is unreadable at this point. Um, you can't really make out, you know, whether he's happy or angry or both things. Um, but there's definitely a sort of defeat as Solidarity Guards march forward and they begin to bind Kor's hands with a rope that seems to have been prepared for this purpose. Um, they, uh, yeah, there, there's just a brief pause and uh, Honorable Selman comes forward. She looks you up and down, Kor, and she says, Do not worry. They are our allies, and you will be treated appropriately and given a proper trial. That we have been assured of, and we have ensured it in our own right. But now you must go. I, I would ask you a favor. Can I address my companions just very briefly? She looks over. Yeah. You may have this time. Yeah. I will instruct the men to take you away in 15 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, I'll just go to 
I don't know if I can go. Just talk to. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can go up to. Yeah. And and I'll just uh, like I'll just tell you guys like, okay, this. Don't 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 uh, don't worry too much about me. I actually feel a, a weight of my back because I have felt the need to atone for what all I've done. I felt like what I've done so far is not enough. So I'll accept whatever comes. I would just ask you uh, to please uh, help my father uh, save my, my, my mom. Uh, you, all, you, you all know the details uh, when that's happening, uh, where we're supposed to meet. Uh, do that for me and no matter what 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 fate has for me in the meantime it was a pleasure yeah it was night turn like i i just say that and i kind of my attention shifts to something else okay Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if I I know John Jacques there around, but <laughs> it's up to I'm trying to see. I, I'm just trying to see how to interact without spooking anybody. <laughs> they reveal to others that I'm there. Um, I just uh, I I'll whisper into Cora's ear and I'll say, um, "The hand is long and has many fingers, my friend." I'll see what I can do for you. Look kind of confused. I don't fully understand what John Chuck <laughs> meant by that. But I, but I know he's there. Okay. Core looks at his hand. Long fingers? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and you, know, you will not go gently into the night? Is what and and we'll say, say you know, Tani is here as well for the purposes yeah. of that she's able to say goodbye for the moment uh, to Core. But we'll we'll figure that out amongst ourselves. And Barnack, you are the last one, I will say, uh, to speak to Kor. Kor, remember what I asked you a few nights ago? What we talked about while we were going to, well, get the the army. Yeah. I still don't quite understand it, but atoning for one's sins sounds like a thing that an honorable man would do. And yeah, and with that don't 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 keep questioning that, Barnack. Don't don't I won't. Let yourself this, get lost. This trial thing even showed me that I shouldn't question that, no. And I'll first like put my hand up mm -hmm. and then I'll remember something and <laughs> I'll say oh shit fuck um I have to hug you my friend and I'll hug you and as I do I'll put my hand in your in your in your uh, uh pocket and take the rest, the three rest remaining papers. That would just make it worse. Yeah. Yes, because that would make it really worse. Yes, it would. Yes, and, so and I'll take them out. When I feel that, I'll just whisper, eat them. Yeah. So I'll take them out, and I'm like, what? Eat? Just eat them. 
<laughs> okay. All right, that's enough. Like, One of the guards yeah. steps in and kind of, you know, yeah, separate I'll... prevents you from hugging for too long. Yeah, I am apologize. But I'll see you again then, my friend. Yes, my friend. And give my regards back, to Jean-Jacques, yes. wherever he is. I will. Train I will. Him. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll, he'll be sad to, to hear you go. Maybe this this whole trial makes him think about Republic. I don't know. I don't know what's inside that man's head. Anyway, I'll. I promise we'll we'll find your father. And I know you will. I, I trust you will. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Do come back to us. I'll do my best. Whatever. If you don't, I'll come to you, and I'll just. We'll find a way. We, we've already been in one prison. We'll just find a way to... And I'll whisper. Just don't come out of another one. <laughs> you just see both guards standing immediately next to court, just looking at you like, we heard that. But you also become aware of how empty the chamber has become. And the torches have died out. It's mostly just like one torch still being carried by one of the soldiers. Uh, the Marquis filed out as well. You know, they've probably gone to discuss this in greater detail and to hear some more complaints from the Marquis. As but soon as the door is open, sorry, mm -hmm. sorry, I interrupted you. Just no, no. I was just going to say the. It's just you guys with a couple of soldiers waiting, and you know you can see that they're kind of getting to the point of we have to get going. Um, yeah, yeah. As soon as the doors were opened, I would have just using the commotion touched Cor on his shoulder, squeezed once, and then left to okay. go about my business. All right. So, any last goodbyes as Cor is being let out? Crying tears? Otherwise, it will be a quiet procession as they lead him away towards, um, well, out of the Solidariat and towards some cells uh, in which he can be kept until um, the Marquis will return to Astrazia. I, uh, I start moving out. You know, I turn my back to the entire situation. I start heading out. And I point to Barnack, let's go. You, me, and him know that he deserved it. So, all right. And with Is those, just nod to turn up. Yeah, he nods to me. I yeah. didn't intend on him to listen to that. Okay, if he I, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> A disembodied head of core appears and nods to you. Um, but no, but uh, you know, yeah, you guys kind of. Yeah, go ahead, Barnack. We'll, we'll find you again. And with those words, you guys fall into silence as you are escorted back into the main area. The sound of music comes back to you, people talking, chattering, you know, a crowd that now seems alien and foreign to you. Um, but as you return and Jean-Jacques goes about his business, we fade to black, core in prison. And uh, we'll see what next time brings.